You're listening to Western Sydney Health Check, a podcast talking all things health, providing current and accurate healthcare information for the community and our staff. I'm Sia. And I'm Harrison. And we'll be taking you through this podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the latest episode of Western Sydney Health Check. You're joining us for a special episode today. We're live in the cardiology ward at the bedside of 76-year-old Gloria Ring. Gloria is in here today. Uh, She's had a pacemaker put in and she's need to come back in to get a checkup in her heart to make sure that it's uh, all working all right and uh, not fluttering too hard there. And, of course, hearts are fluttering as we look forward to Valentine's Day as well. Gloria, thank you so much for agreeing to speak to us. How are you feeling? I'm feeling fine, thank you. Oh, that's great. Looking forward to tomorrow. Yeah, excellent. Getting discharged tomorrow, which is always the most exciting part of any hospital stay. (laughs) So, as I said, we're talking a little bit about Valentine's Day. And I understand that you've been married for more than 50 years, which is quite remarkable. Could you take us back to the moment you first laid eyes on your husband? (laughs) Tell us your story. A hundred years ago. (laughs) Um, It was at our church fellowship. We were part of the the group, just one of the guys, one of the gang. Mm -hmm. I think there was a staged um, something. One of my my cousin was the leader of the, the group and we needed a video projector. We needed a projector. Ah, yes. And I asked John to go and get it. He said, take Gloria with you. (laughs) And that was that? Well, I think that was staged, yes. Mm. Not at the time did I believe it was staged, but, you know, we were just there in the group. Yeah. Go go and get the projector. Mm. Looking back on it, you knew your husband had a plan. No, it wasn't him that had the plan. It was my relatives. (laughs) But anyway. Blame your cousin. That's fine. Yeah. And I can't blame him too hard because I've met John. We stayed, we went together for two years through the youth group and whatever, and we're engaged for 12 months, and then we got married 12 months later. Wow. So um, how old were you when you got married? I was 21. 21. Yeah. John Wonderful. was 27. Uh-huh. Yeah. And you've been together for a long time sure since have. then? How have you made it work over all those years? Oh, I don't know. You, you, you give and take. You've got to, you've got to give and take. Mm. Um, he can be stubborn. I can be <laughs> just as stubborn. Mm-hmm. And I have four children who can be so, so stubborn. <laughs> but um, no, it just, it just did work. Mm. He went to work and I looked after the kids up for oh, six well, it was six years difference and two years, so eight years mm-hmm. before I went back to work again, but only for financial reasons. We, you know, you had to have the money to look after him. Well, I've got a two-year-old, so I know exactly what you're talking about, but I uh, wouldn't trade it for the world. No, definitely not. So, Gloria, could you tell us a little bit more about what brought you in here for this day? A very, very slow heart rate. Slow. I had came in, I believe it's called bradycardia, and my pulse rate was 30. Oh, okay. It's very low. Mm. And I found I couldn't walk up the to our administration building, which I do several times a day. Uh-huh, I'm not surprised with uh, 30 pulse rate. I just couldn't do it. Mm. So that was when you first noticed something was amiss? Yes, I had no pain, no 
any no heart palpitations that I knew about. Mm. Um, and I went to see my GP. She did an ECGs on me. We found uh, a heart specialist for me for that afternoon because she was that concerned. Thank you, darling. Um, I'd gone to see the specialist and he decided that I was going to have to have uh, an echo ultrasound on the heart. Mm. They wear what they called a halter monitor. Oh, yes. But I don't know whether you know about them. They fill you with wires and things and you're 24 hours a day, you're running around like a robot. Yeah, it's like you're carrying around a little that's computer right. around your yes, neck, that's right? That's right. And I was to have that. Well, I short circuited all that, love. <laughs> I'm telling you. Um, I was actually in here and they were a bit concerned and there was fluid on my lungs. They thought I had pneumonia at one stage, but I oh, didn't. Geez. And on the 16th of January, they decided they were going to give me a pacemaker. Wow. They were telling me that I might, might be, they might have, to put, might have to put a temporary fix in till the pacemaker. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I got word that I was going down and getting the real thing. There we go. So they took me down. Two hours later, I had a pacemaker. And it was fantastic. How no problem whatsoever. How did you feel being wheeled down to surgery, awaiting this procedure? To be honest. <laughs> Sorry, we'll, I'll, I'll ask that again, just with the flush in the yeah. background. How did you feel being wheeled down to theatre, waiting for this procedure? Actually quite calm, believe it or not. <laughs> <laughs> just got the flush in the background again. We'll have a go. Yeah, we'll, we'll wait, do wait. it. Wait, wait, wait. The realities of recording in a hospital ward. The realities of life, my darling. That's right. It's the way it is. You might have to leave that in. Yeah. Well, no, they are the realities. These are what happened. That's right. This is life. around the place. Mm Mm-hmm. And um, no, she's wiping down. She's not going to use the toilet anymore, I don't think. Okay. All right. Third time's the charm. Well, have a go. Yep. <laughs> no, well, as I was going down to... It wasn't actually surgery. It was what I call it a cath lab. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's only a, under sedation. It's not under general anaesthetic. Wow. Believe it or not. So you're actually... You can watch what's happening. If you stay awake, but I think I went to sleep. I didn't even hear him talking, so, you know. Had a little kip. Um, yeah, just that, but I felt quite calm going down. Good. Because I believed that the Lord was looking after me. Mm-hmm. And he was going to make me come through it. Well, he did, for which I thank him. And Wonderful. So I had that on the Saturday, Sunday. Monday I went home from there. By the Thursday, I was back in with fibrillations on the other side. Ah, okay. Something entirely different. Nothing to do with a pacemaker. Wow. Still with the heart. We have no... There's no connection to my knowledge or the doctors can't pick why it happened. Mm Mm-hmm. But I honestly believe that if I hadn't had the pacemaker put in... I may not have survived that kind of that massive palpitations thing I had. Wow. So... Third, my husband said he could see my chest going in and out. Oh, my goodness. You know, 
Um, but anyway, we, we got over that. We called the emergency service through our village, through where we get, through which we get brilliant service, an ambulance stayed away. Crazy. Close as. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so... So it was almost as though one heart problem saved you from the next heart well, problem. I believe that, yes. Whether it, and I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure it might have. Mm. Nobody said that because they can't sort of put a connection right to it. Sure. I've got the top cardiologist here, Dr. Hinsu, I think his name is, mm-hmm. um, working on me. I didn't even get to see the other specialist for these tests. Wow. I'd had things done beforehand. Mm-hmm. But um, so, you know, that's just what happened. And they've been very, very, very thorough in trying to find out everything. Oh, brilliant. I've had the service in this place. I cannot fault it. Not at all. That's what we like to hear. Yeah, no, brilliant. I hear people say, oh, there's been public hospital. Wouldn't go there. Well, I'm saying you're stupid. Go there, you live. But no, I can't fault the treatment I've received at this place. Oh, that's great. And I and I was down in ICU for, for 24 hours, so, you know, I've seen a bit of it. Mm. And um, had the opportunity to, you know, to get treated by the best, and that's what I've done. And what's your impression of the staff here and your different interactions? These girls have been wonderful. Absolutely. Mm. And the trainees they have with them. I, we just finished up with one lot, a new lot have started this week. So, um, but I can't fault them at all. Oh, that's great. Yep. And how about the infamous hospital food? The infamous hospital food? I don't know an infamous, but it's very famous and I love it. Excellent. <laughs> um, no, we're very lucky. Um, as you, um, earlier the person came in and we gave the order and that, that previously, I don't know whether you've been in hospital, but you used to fill it out 24 hours ahead. Okay. On paper. Mm-hmm. Oh, my darling. And, um, uh, you know, but now they come, take your order now, that lunch is ready at 12 o'clock. Brilliant. Yeah. But no, the food's beautiful. So I can't complain about the food at all. Excellent. Never, never, no, I've always had good and usually eat the whole lot. If I don't, it's only because it's a very big serve, <laughs> you know, but... No complaints about the flavour? No way. Oh, that's great. Can you talk us about what it was like raising four boys in the 60s? Oh, I don't know that it was any much more different than now, but um, we had our fun. The kids all were together and there was a group of kids around. We lived in a cul-de-sac. And each of the most of the families had children. Nice. So they were always out in the middle of the cul-de-sac, you know. But uh-huh. no, we found it. Well, I can say easy is that that's being a bit blasé, but <laughs> we just did it. Mm-hmm. It had to be done. Yep. You mentioned that you were working before you had uh, boys. Can you tell yeah. us about that first oh, job? Three years. I worked for the Department of Main Roads in their big office in George Street, Parramatta. Mm-hmm. I actually lived in the street behind it up the other end, so it was very close to go to work. Nice. Yeah, I did three years there and then went to Granville, where they had one of the apartments, mm. and worked there for a couple of years. 
What's some of the projects that you were working on? Oh, generally just typing and stuff and all the plans for the um, for what is now this great, wonderful M1. Now, it was rather interesting because you knew what was going to happen. Mm. And I learned all about the grades of tar <laughs> and bitumen. Yes. There are different things. Ah, oh, what's the difference, tar and bitumen? Don't tell me, but there is. <laughs> And then after that, you moved to Seven Hills, is that right? And, yes, when and r- my oldest son was six months old, we moved to Seven Hills in 1969. Mm-hmm. Raising a family there. Yeah. I'm sure you've seen lots of changes in Seven Hills too. Seen a stack of changes in Seven Hills. And how, was great. how long did you stay there for? I was there until 2007. Wow. The end of 2007. Yeah. When I moved to... Um, the retirement village at Winston Hills, the Willows. Nearly 50 years in the same house. Gloria, it's been wonderful chatting to you. I love your positive attitude and we really wish you all the best for your continued recovery. I was wondering if I could just ask you one final question for your thoughts as a 76-year-old woman on, you know, the situation the world's going through at the moment with the pandemic. How does it compare to other things that you've been through in your life and well, how are you I've feeling? I've been fortunate enough not to mess with any of the things because the last big pandemic we had was the Spanish flu back in 26. Long time ago. <laughs> Long time ago. Um, with the war things, I mean, I I had uncles in the war, but my father was too young, so, you know, we weren't, in, I wasn't involved that way, but I think we're a lot better. I mean, I, I worry about the pandemic, of course, but... Mm. I honestly believe that because Australia is so isolated, away from everybody, it's the best thing that happen. <laughs> well, Gloria, I'll let you get back to it. Thank you so much for sharing your time and your story with us thank today. You. I hope it's, been, hope it's been productive. It has been, and thank you very much to the staff of the cardiology ward of Westmead oh, yes. Hospital for Most definitely. letting us interrupt today and taking such good care of you. Thank you. Thanks for listening, everyone. This podcast is produced by Western Sydney Local Health District. For the latest news, visit us at thepulse.org.au.